your weekly fix of Asian music. This is Asian Pop Nation. That was Wu Yiwei by Alan Xiao. Before that was Race In by AK69 featuring Chan Mina. And the first song we played was One Wee's Rain To Be. And you're listening to Asian Pop Nation. Welcome to tonight's show. We're going to be talking quite a bit about some of the recent media that has been coming out in the Asian world. We, meaning myself, Senya, Celeste and Aaron, will be talking quite a bit about K-dramas to anime films to animated films about Asian culture, you name it. We're also going to be talking a little bit about underwater dancers and interesting names for children. But until then, stick around because we're going to play a song now by Kizuna AI called, again, the Moshop Remix. So keep it here at Asian Pop Nation if you don't want to miss out on any of tonight's discussions. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation here on Sin. The first song we played was Again by Kizuna AI, the Moshop remix. After that was Xiao Shu Pai Bao Gao by TZT, Baba, Johnny J, Bridge, and Huang Shu. And the last song we played was Ready to Love by Seventeen. And do you know who is always ready to love? Babies. Why do I mention babies? Well, stick around for this discussion. So a couple from Bulacan, Philippines, have named their baby boy an interesting name. That name is Hypertext Markup Language, or HTML for short. For those who don't know what HTML is, it's a programming language used to structure web pages and its contents. And HTML's father, whose name is actually Macaroni, chose the name HTML because he works as a web developer, so a bit of a connection there. But it's not the only unique name that runs in Macaroni's family because his sisters are actually called Spaghetti and Sincerely Yours. So <laughs> from my experience, Filipino families love having nicknames, which tend to be quite different to what their actual name is, but I've never heard actual names being this sort of interesting but Celeste Aaron um what do you think about this naming choice would you name your kids anything like this family if I didn't know anything about programming I would have assumed HTML was like a rapper name because <laughs> that's what it sounds like oh yeah HTML is gonna rap today or something because I've done programming before and I would never name my kid a programming language because mostly I hate programming <laughs> like the worst thing ever that like kudos to this dad who's a web developer and probably likes HTML yeah yeah <laughs> hopefully the kid likes it too but Aaron what are your thoughts I'm still trying to figure out why you named the kid that. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. He must really love his job. I don't think it's like that bad HTML compared to, who was it? The guy who's married to Grimes. What's his name again? Elon Musk? Elon Musk, Elon yeah. Musk. Wait, I don't Elon know how Musk to say the child's name. I don't either. Wait, Elon Musk is married? Yeah, he's yeah. married to Grimes and they've got a kid with a name I still don't know how to say or like pronounce or, what yeah it's like a formula <laughs> basically Kama, Saskamas, Demimas, Muska, Griffith, Nevada oh my god that last oh my god <laughs> X A-O-E-A dash X-I-I yes I swear to god there's gotta be a seminar code of no some kind of scientist formula something code yeah I don't know what it means but you know what props to them do you think this would make a child more prone to unfortunately bullying if they have unusual names because that's one thing I'm concerned if I ever become a parent 
is if the name I choose for my child might cause them problems in the future. I'm just imagining if like primary school teachers who look at the name and go, Hitmill? Like, is that Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no vowels in there and you're like, it's just letters. Just, yeah. Yeah. I imagine HTML no longer becoming like the programming language you use and then it just becomes like no longer relevant. So yeah, I think in, for example, in my family, my name is Senya, but everyone in my family calls me Ching because in the Philippines, in Visaya, when you say someone's kind of, I was a bit of a chubby baby. So they kept on calling me just saying Taba Taba Ching Ching the same way that you would say, you know, like Gucci Gucci Goo to a baby. Oh. So the Ching bit just kind of got stuck. <laughs> Yeah. And um, similar to with my brother, he's, they just call him boy. I don't know how that came to be. His name's Yenzo, but everyone calls him boy. Yeah. So nicknames kind of run in the family, but does anyone have nicknames in their family? We're fine. It's common. <laughs> no, my nah. dad just calls me Celeste the Pest. <laughs> he likes to <laughs> rhyme it with bad words. <laughs> how about you, Aaron? Do you have a nickname or anyone in your family have a nickname? No, really. I just usually... At work, I usually just get called like as or uh, a Ron or Ronnie. <laughs> really? Yeah, but at home is just Aaron. That's it. Yeah, we. I have a friend who's also called Aaron. We call him AA Ron. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Suffering continues. <laughs> yeah, so something I guess you can add to your list for your coworkers. But yeah, most of the time, I guess nicknames are good for abbreviations of longer names, like my. Grandparents were called Eldegarda and Hilarion, but we just called them Dandy and Larry. So, <laughs> yeah, not, not as extreme as, I guess, HTML or spaghetti, but you never know. We are going to more unique names, I think, in the future. I'm not sure. Have you found that kind of trend where more people seem to have interesting names the younger generation oh it's just every year you see a unique name and you're just like why (laughs) well Celeste do you prefer the traditional kind of names or unique names if you were to ever have a child (laughs) that's in the future I'll think about that (laughs) (laughs) the name is like I don't know sincerely yours is like really out there I guess because it's a thing that you use at the end of a letter and email and it person like, this kid's going to have to write kindest regards, sincerely yours. <laughs> like, yeah. poor thing. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? Do you have any preference? Do you prefer more unique names, common names? I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm kind of stuck between the two. At one point, I like people I have with, like, just normal common names. But if, like, the education, I actually like to see a lot of, like, unique names along the line as well. Not something like Elon Musk, like, naming kid or that stuff. Yeah, not that extreme. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how to say that. But other I just like I wouldn't mind the like the unique names as well. I don't mind those as well. So I'm kind of torn between the two. Yeah, finding a nice balance. I agree. Yeah. But if you come from a family with some unique names or unique nicknames, we'd love to hear them. Maybe we can add some to our potential baby names list. You can let us know on facebook.com forward slash Asian Pop Nation or we're on Twitter and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. You can let us know there. 
This is Sin's resident Asian pop culture and music show. The first song we heard was Solo Demo's Precious One. After that was Jio and Baba's song Tell Me. And the last song you heard was Yoroshika's Matasaburo. Now, Matasaburo can mean see you again, but we're going to be talking about hellos in the anime movie industry. But Aaron has more on that, of course. So, Aaron, take it away. Uh, hello, world? Well... I can't exactly say hello world to the whole world, of course. Sadly, I can't do that. But yeah, there's a recent anime film, not exactly recent, that came out back in 2019 called Hello World. And surprisingly, it debuted as number one in the box office in China back in June of 11th. The thing is, though, this movie came out in 2019. And here's a little story about Hello World. Hello World is directed by Tomohiko Itro, who is well known for a TV show from Race and also the first two seasons and the movie Sword Art Online series. Now, the little premise of Hello World is basically follows around set in Tokyo in the year 2027 as about a high school student, male of course, named Naomi Katagagi, so that means he's 10 years future self. And together, they have to save his classmates and especially the world with the help of young Nanami, soon to be girlfriend, Ruru. Other than that, Hello World is again directed by Tomodoro Ito. And also, he assistant directed a movie with main director Mamoru Hosoda with his films called Summer Wars and The Girl Who Leaves the Triumph. Speaking of Hosoda, his new film, Bell, is coming out on July 16th in Japan. So that'll be quite interesting to see the two directors working for well, two films, but they're different set projects getting the release this year. One from Japan that's coming out July 17th and one currently released in China on June 16th. Now, the question is, has anyone seen this movie? Or what's your opinion on it? Uh-huh. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen either, but I do want to see Bell in particular. I don't think Mamoru Hosoda has failed yet. I'm not sure. Celeste, Aaron, you've seen a few his films, yeah. was there any that you thought wasn't particularly good? No, I thought they were all great, which is why I'm super excited for Belle to come out because I was not aware of this and now I am and <laughs> I'm so keen. Yeah, I'm excited. It gives me Summer Wars vibes because it's also oh, yeah. about like a virtual world called You where like this high school girl from rural Japan comes in and she transforms into this world-famous singer. But then, of course... Not everything can be perfect <laughs> where there's this mysterious creature that comes in judging from the trailer and she has to kind of figure out who he is and they go on this journey of discovery. But yes, Celeste, what is your favorite Mamoru Hosoda film? Definitely Summer Wars, just the whole vibes. And because, yeah, Belle sounds so much like Summer Wars. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Aaron, do you have a favorite Mamoru Hosoda film? Do you have a favorite one? I think my personal favorite has to go to Wolf Children. That's it. Same. I like Wolf Children. But why do you like it, Aaron? I just like the... Well, it's a basic story. It's not like, say, over-the-top, say, Summer Wars or Born the Bees. And especially it's not like an episodic story of Mirai Masada's latest work that came out back in 2018. Although it's a little bit episodic Wolf Children. Believe it or not, I still haven't seen The Girl Who Lived Through Time. That's still on my list to watch. But I think for Wolf Children, though, I think it's just a simple story that actually works well. It makes you cry. Yeah. (laughs) Do have some problems with some of his films here, with some of his films here and there, but I still think that Wolf Children is probably his best work yet. Mm. It's a simple story that actually works really well. Just to clarify, is Mariah the one about the little boy who lives in that house? Yeah. And meets. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Little boy, his future sister. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What were the issues you had with the other? Those sort of films. 
You said that there's a few. Well, with some of us, I think it was extremely over the top at the same time. It was a bit obogenic, especially I don't like it had too many, too many characters. And especially you don't feel attached to some of them. With Morai, though, well, I did enjoy the movie here and there. I just feel like the episodic just felt a bit out of whack sometimes. And sure, it has a meaning of message and all that stuff. But I think Morai was underused as a character, though. Mm-hmm. And then, like this, the boy and the beast, I just, I don't know what I have problems with that one, too, still, to be honest. I'm not sure what, though. With that. Mm-hmm. But The Girl Will Leave the Charm, I still haven't seen that. It's on my list to watch within like another 50 lists. I still got to watch anyway. But yeah, other than that, it's just. Wolf Children, I think that was probably the best one out of all of them he's directed so far. But Belle, I'm keeping my expectations like to a midway point of it anyway. Yeah. But Celeste, what did you like about Summer Wars? It's been a while since I've seen it, actually. I really loved how the um, stories of family unfolded throughout that. And there's like this like just the position of like life that comes from the TV, you hear from the news, but then this like war going on on this virtual like online world and it's just like life still goes on but no one seems to be aware that they're all could be they could all could die in yeah like a minute or something <laughs> which I thought was cool and then the moment where you had the community coming in to help I like cry at that every time it's just like, so <laughs> sweet <laughs> yeah I do love those films that really put emphasis on community and family they're just so heartwarming. That's probably why I also like Wolf Children a lot. It's just <laughs> so much family. Oh, yeah, I remember I watched it with my mom and my little brother. He was much younger then. And at the end, he just started bawling his eyes out. I was like, mom, <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> Are we still talking about Summer Wars? No, this is Wolf Children. But we oh, were talking yeah. kind of how both have a theme of like family and community. But moving on to Hello World, though, thoughts on the trailer or on the story? I'm just sad. I'm still mad we still haven't got an Australian release date. Yeah, I know. It's been, what, two years now since it released in Japan? Pretty much, yeah. What makes you so excited to watch it, though? For me, I'm curious about the director, uh, Tomiyato Ito, who I previously mentioned did a rate, which I thought was a really good show. And then the first two seasons of Soda Online, which I thought was okay. But the Ordena Scale movie was really good, though. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's good as a director, like good the details, and especially with the color palette, and stuff, particularly with a race in episode 10, I think I remember correctly, especially all that stuff. I haven't seen all of a race. I kind of stopped halfway. <laughs> Have you seen a race, Celeste? No. Or heard uh, of it? People recommended me to watch it, but I, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good. I think it was good at the start, but I find I'm not very patient with mystery. Like, I kind of really want to know what on earth happens. And sometimes I'd go and find spoilers just just to know and quell my curiosity. But it kind of does feel a bit like Your Name with the sort of high school meets time travel meets romance. I mean, from the poster itself, it pretty much (laughs) looks like it. (laughs) Except they're on like a... Like, this is on a nice little bridge. The other one's on the staircase. Like, <laughs> yeah. But thoughts, Celeste? Did you have anything, any impressions aside from it kind of looks like your name? Not really. Like, it's not, I feel like it's a, just a common storyline now. Yeah. I'm not as keen. We found what works, but then, you know, <laughs> it can only really work well the first time. Yeah. 
So yeah, basically that's our thoughts of Hello World and we're probably going to get Bell released sometime this year in Australia, but if not, probably next year. Hello World, we're still waiting release date, so please hurry up and give us a release date for Hello World. But what's your thought on these two movies? Would you watch one of them or would you watch both? If not, probably but not. Anyway, yeah, thanks for listening and we hope to catch you around. So, see ya! This is Asian Pop Nation. The first song we played was Wavy Kun and Xiao Jun's Back to You. After that was ODD and Yi Xuan Xuan and their song Chang Zhou Fun Bacon. And the last song we played was Kat and Carmel's Get Old. Because we just learned of a man who is 93 years old and is still playing video games. But let's hear what the APN team has to say at his remarkable achievement. <laughs> So recently, a 93-year-old Japanese man who was a former taxi driver has become an online racer with the help of his grandson. So his grandson, who cares for him, used to be cared for by his grandfather since he, he was young. So the grandson bought him an at-home racing game to help his grandfather like get back to driving because he's unable to do so at his current age. And, you know, I feel like when I hit that age, I would also like my grandchildren to do that, to give me things that I will no longer be able to do because driving, it's, it's going to be that time when we get too old and we can't drive and it's going to be sad. I don't know, maybe it's any, you know, feel that way because he just started driving. I, I already feel that way, actually. <laughs> Like, I'll miss it if it's ever gone for me, yeah. Aaron, you can't drive yet either. No, I can't drive. I'm just... Oh. Yeah, I've got my peas. Okay. Nice. So would you... Are you going to miss it when you turn 93? Jeez, I'm not going to be that old. (laughs) Wow, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) What makes you so sure? (laughs) What? Once I get the car from where I need to get it from, then I'm going to drive from, then I'm going to... So I don't know what to do next. But what about you, Celeste? You've been driving a lot longer than probably the both of us combined. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm totally going to miss it when I get old and can't drive. Mm. I want to drive because I like to go fast. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't speed, but like it's still fun going fast. But it makes me think because I've been to nursing homes and stuff and you see how sad a lot of them are. And just, it's like so boring being in a nursing home. They've just got nothing to do. So it makes me think when I get to that age, what are some things that I would love in mm. my nursing home <laughs> to do? So is there anything that any of you want when you're at that age to keep you out of boredom? I honestly think video games would be great because probably, at, you know, when we're old and in nursing homes, we probably be able to still play games or have been growing up in that era when games were really popular. So, yeah, I think, you know, looking at that kind of racing games or party games with with some of the other tenants at the... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Like we're all on like having a LAN party, just like plugging in the computers. Yeah, <laughs> bringing our old like DSs if anyone still has them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe trash talking a little <laughs> yeah exactly comparing which consoles better yeah i think that'd be fun but aaron do you have any ideas of the things that you'd want in your nursing home probably my cd player really you still have like a cd player i still got them yeah ah what what people don't buy cd players anymore I don't really no. buy CDs anymore now they buy vinyl <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But why your CD player? Well, I have a bunch of CDs in my room anyway, so I can, well, basically I keep listening to the CDs a lot, especially since 
not all of them are available on digital like stores and stuff. But yeah, other than that, we can get those on physical copies and we put it into a CD player so we listen to them wherever we go, and especially either at home or on the car or driving them. Really. Yeah. No, I agree. I think. That's probably one thing I'd miss in driving as well is not being able to just like put in some music <laughs> and drive wherever kind of want to go. Yeah. But Celeste, any other thoughts? Was there something you kind of wanted to to bring as well? Nah, just video games. That'll keep me occupied. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for those listening at home, tell us what you would love to bring into your nursing home when you hit that age and yeah, want something to do. Message us on facebook.com forward slash Asian Pop Nation or on Twitter and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. This is Asian Pop Nation on Sin. The first song we played in that triple threat was ECU's Dear Life. After that was Peggy Go featuring Oh Hyuk's Nabi. And the last song we played was Mirror's Boss. Because do you want to know who's a boss? That's Tresse. Tresse from the new Filipino animated series Tresse about supernatural creatures from Filipino mythology and folklore. But our team has more to say, so stay tuned here on Asian Pop Nation on Sin. Some interesting news that has been floating around the Filipino pop culture circle is an anime-inspired TV series called Tresse, which has been streaming on Netflix. And it's based on a Filipino comic series of the same name by Bujet Tan and Kajo Baldissimo. And it's a story set in Manila where mythical creatures of Filipino folklore live amongst humans. And it follows the story of Alexandra Tresse, a detective who deals with crimes of supernatural origins. And these supernatural creatures tend to run this dark criminal underbelly in Manila. So what are your thoughts? We haven't really seen something like this come out before, but Celeste, Aaron, you've seen the trailer. What are your thoughts? Well, I had a quick glimpse of it and it looked really dark. Like, yeah. It's just like <laughs> gory and stuff, which was something that I kind of enjoyed in some animes when I used to watch anime. Yeah, but I'm interested in learning more about Filipino folklore because I know nothing about that. So do I. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I might have a talk to my parents actually after this because I know growing up there's a lot of superstitions surrounding like particularly in the provinces of you know demons and other mythical creatures that I suppose are kind of like cautionary tales for children. But Aaron, what are your thoughts? Have you seen this show around? No, I haven't seen the show, but I've seen the trailer. And mm-hmm. I've seen who's in the show, so I'm like, curious, like, what this series is going to be about. To be honest, yeah, if it's going to be like a episode by episode new crime to solve, you mean like an episodic, like, say, NCIS or Critical Minds and all that stuff? Episode? Yeah, or like a Detective Conan, you know? <laughs> Don't tell me that, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it lo- does look like a darker. Perhaps it's going to be kind of episodic with an overarching plot. Yeah. So some super villain mastermind at the end but it kind of reminds me of this japanese film series garden of sinners oh yeah the one yeah similar kind of supernatural crimes that can only really be solved by a girl wielding a knife (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah so this is exciting because garden of sinners is one of my favorite anime series so yeah i think i'd be be excited i can't you said aaron that there was some cast members that you recognized who were they uh, yeah, I recognize some of the voices from this one, especially the English version. Uh, Griffin Patu, who voiced Louis and Beastars, is one of them. Ah, mm. Yeah, uh, Stephen Bloom, who you may know him as the voice of Spike Spiegel and Cowboy Bebop. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Eric Pusa, who voices uh, Leonardo in the TMNT series and also Daffy Duck in the new Space Jam movie that's coming up. Okay. Oh, ah, nice. I wonder whether I should watch it in Filipino or watch it in English. <laughs> Do you understand Filipino? No. <laughs> and if it is, it's mainly in my parents' dialect. So yeah. they can understand Tagalog, which is the main language or the national language. But yeah, more comfortable speaking Messiah. But we'll see. It might actually be good to watch with the family. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Shay Mitchell. I'm pretty sure she's in Pretty Little Liars. There's a lot of people who are in dubbing that I didn't know we're actually actors or vice versa <laughs> actors. I yeah, didn't know. That so didn't she's, she's um, the voice actress for, I think the Alexandra. Yeah. Alexandra Trace. Yeah. Trace. Oh, no, that's cool. Yeah. But I'm excited to see any developments. I'm not sure if the series is done already since it's only been what a week <laughs> since the first episode started <laughs> airing, but yeah, excited to see any developments and if anyone listening has heard or watched Tresse already can keep us up to date on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. And I think I've got to get on this bandwagon soon as well. Keep updates on what we learn about Filipino folklore along the way. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation on Sin. The first song we played in that trio was Group Lyrical Schools. Okay, a request from one of our listeners, Matthew. Arigato gozaimasu. After that was Jaurim's Written on a Leaf. And the last song we played that you heard just then was One OK Rock's Broken Heart of Gold. Speaking of broken and golden hearts, Celeste has actually watched a K-drama recently that was both heartbreaking and heartwarming, but she has more to say about this tearjerker right now here on Asian Pop Nation on Sin. So there's a new K-drama that's out and you're probably thinking, oh, another romance. It's not <laughs> about romance, I swear. It's called Move to Heaven. And so the series was inspired by the essay Things Left Behind by Kim Sebyul, who was a former trauma cleaner. And so it is explored the story of Guru, who has Asperger's, and his ex-convict uncle Sangu, who they meet for the first time after the death of Guru's father. And so the uncle acts as Guru's guardian uh, to help run the family trauma cleaning company. And yeah, so... Throughout each episode, you're exploring people who have died, of course, but like behind that, as they're cleaning each room that the person has died in, you uncover stories and sometimes things that the deceased wanted to say to someone, but they couldn't. So what these trauma cleaners do is that they return maybe letters or specific things back to the intended person that the deceased wanted to like talk to yeah what do you both think Zinnia and Aaron of like the, just the whole concept this just sounds like a real tearjerker like did you cry oh yeah episode? <laughs> 10 episodes of just crying <laughs> no I like this if it tugs on your heartstrings it's decided it's a good a good show 
Yeah. Absolute crying. I convinced another friend to watch it and she like got mad at me because she said she cried on the first episode. (laughs) Is there a particular episode that people should be on the watch for? Like, caution. Um, All of it. (laughs) (laughs) I think something that was super sweet was, you know, it's Pride Month this month and there was um, one about this gay couple and one of them happened to pass away, which was unfortunate. And so the trauma cleaners, what they found was that he intended to propose to a partner, but they didn't know who it was. All they knew was that this person was a cellist. And so in a poster, they had like a, was it a four string quartet? And there was like three women and a man on the paper. And they just assumed that the partner was female. So they were like trying to chat to these women to find out if they knew the deceased. But it turns out it was the man and ugh. The story unfolds oh. and it's just like heartwarming, you cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to get on this one. This one sounds like a, a good good show. But Aaron, what are your thoughts? Could sound interesting to watch. Do you like tearjerkers, Aaron? Tearjerker shows? Not really, no. Why not? Is it just because it makes you sad? or? No, if I'm going to watch something, I know I'm probably going to get emotional for it, though. Yeah, that's the point. You get emotional. It makes you feel... <laughs> Sad, but, like, also feel good. <laughs> <laughs> All the other times I watch something that's emotional, I can't get emotional, except for, like, three movies that's it in the past. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 1,000 liters of tears. <laughs> yeah. That's a great drama to just absolutely cry. Made but you cry this... more than Move to Heaven? No, Move to Heaven made me cry every episode. So <laughs> 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 that's a whole different story. <laughs> Is there anything that you took away from the show, Celeste? Well, I used to be a person, I think I still am, where I just, like, hoard things because of memories and stuff. And yeah. that's what some of these people have done. Like, they've passed away and they've got things that they've hoarded. And I'm like, you know how, was it, who, who was it that goes, does the spark joy? What's her name? Maria, the, the is it Maria Kondo? Yeah, yeah. Or something? Yeah. <laughs> Maria Kondo, where she's like, remove things that don't spark joy and, like, just declutter your life. And now I'm like, do I declutter or do I save it? like a drum (laughs) and like give back to people in my life or something yeah no that's that's true but if it sparks joy if it's a memory I feel like you should keep it right (laughs) and it's like there's too many memories yeah (laughs) I just remember another show that um Celeste suggested for me oh yeah uh, 1000 liters of tears yeah pretty much (laughs) Why did you, what's that one about? You tell the story. I honestly can't remember. All I know, like, the reason why I watched it was because my Japanese teacher was like, no one has seen this and not cried. And I'm like, challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) And I cried. So, yeah. (laughs) Is it a J-drama or a K-drama? It's a Japanese drama. Another one to add to the list. Okay. (laughs) Of crying. (laughs) Your crying list of things to watch. (laughs) When I want something emotional. Yeah, I'm currently in like a romance binge, so too much happy fluff. Time to <laughs> time to sit down with some drama. Now this sounds interesting, but better to keep some, I guess, items. I have like a box for each year of like schooling life, which is just filled with books and stuff from that year. So got to keep that going. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. If anyone's seen Move to Heaven, let us know. I'd love to hear your thoughts, especially if you cried. Yeah, message us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. Ooh. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. The first song we played in that row of Hitotsu, Futatsu, 
Mitsu, three songs, was Lucy's I Got You from her latest EP, Gacha. After that was Julia Wu's Subsessions. And the last song you just heard was the latest song from Bam Bam and his song, Ribbon, his first solo release since leaving JYP. So just like he sings about how he would want to do anything for the person he loves, we're going to talk about Wish Dragon, all about a dragon who grants wishes in this latest animated film. But the team has more to say on this one. Yeah, so a new movie has been released on Netflix called Wish Dragon, and it's about a teenager who is longing to reconnect with his childhood best friend. And so he happens upon this little teapot uh, that happens to be a dragon that can grant him wishes called Long. And so that is played by John Cho. Din is voiced by Jimmy Wong, who played Ling in the Mulan live action version. I don't remember Mulan <laughs> live action version. <laughs> yeah, and so for those of you who don't know, John Cho will be playing Spike Spiegel in the upcoming Cowboy Bebop remake. The film was also co-produced by Jackie Chan. Anyone interested in seeing this movie? Would you recommend pros and cons, Celeste? <laughs> It's okay. It's like a movie to watch if you're bored kind of thing. <laughs> Not much of like thought-provoking substance. Not really. It's like, it's funny, like as all kids films. Yeah, it's funny. Um, some like sweet moments or like that resonate with like my own Asian culture where they've had to like have a little funeral for this pet chicken they had because the parents decided to cook it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, not much of a story, I guess. And it just it just reminds me of like Aladdin, but yeah. done, but in a Chinese or Asian yeah, context. In a, in a Chinese context. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I can't say it's bad, but I can't say it's good either. Like, yeah, if you're interested in watching it, check it out. <laughs> mm. I can't tell though is it american is it chinese like where is it made <laughs> i thought it was american made i don't even know because i think sony was it sony that produced it or made it it's i think it was uh, oh no it was american chinese because i remember tencent yeah. was also a part of it oh so best of both worlds yeah mm-hmm. huh and you said that you preferred over the moon which is another recent animated film about Asian yeah, culture? Yeah, look, that, I just like the glamorous scene that the moon person had, what's on her <laughs> face, who was performed by, who was it, Philip Fasu from, ah. also from Hamilton. Yeah, I love the song in there. It was just, like, great vibes. There's this, like, there's no singing or dancing, which is okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with this film. It's just an average film. <laughs> but it is, oh, something that I do remember is that it's based in Shanghai and you do see, like, some of the Shanghai, like, iconic buildings in there, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, I guess maybe if we got a kid's perspective, they probably would think <laughs> it's a lot better. <laughs> they think it's the best movie in the world. Yeah. But, uh, Aaron, have you seen much about this film? I've only seen the trailer. That's it, for my opinion. Does it make you want to watch it? Yay and nay, I guess. <laughs> what makes you hesitant? Uh, plus, I, I want to see this movie because Jackie Chan made this movie, like, produced it, especially it might be the voice against the dragon in the movie for the, mm-hmm. the Japanese sub, I think I remember correctly. Right, and no, scratch that, the Mandarin dub, my bad. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm kind of hesitant to watch it because it's basically just going to be, like, a guy 
finds a girl, fall in love and all that stuff, like reconnect to Kindle and stuff like that. Is it a romance last? <laughs> I can't remember if they fall in love or not. No, I don't think so. They're just like reconnecting and yeah. But I'm looking at the poster right now and it says, from the Academy Award winning producer of Shrek. So if you like Shrek, <laughs> you can watch Shrek. <laughs> I like the first Shrek movie. Wait, how about the second? It was okay. Aaron, breaking my heart here. <laughs> the second was the best. <laughs> I think the first one was good. The second one did. It's probably like the, the second best one out of all the Shrek movies we got so far. Yeah. Anyway, we, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Other than that, I'm still hesitant if I'm going to watch this movie or not. I mean, I might one day, but it's probably going to be like, say, the following year I will watch it. If not, probably three years along the line. Might give it a watch one day. All right. So it seems like we're on the fence on the movie. Maybe the reviews are also yeah. alike <laughs> on the fence too. <laughs> <laughs> so for those listening at home, let us know your thoughts and whether you're on the fence or if you think it's good or if it's not great. We'd love to hear it. Hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation. The first song we played in that E.R. Sun, or three songs, was Tifa Chan's Anything You Want. After that was Yo's Tired. And the last song you heard was Uptensions spin off because we're going to now be chatting a little bit about a dancer who was spinning and dancing underwater and has caught China and the world by storm. So we're going to chat a little bit more about her now here on Asian Pop Nation. So, does everyone here know about the Dragon Boat Festival, Celeste? Yeah, yes. It's like Have my you favorite time. Oh, no, but like it's my favorite time because of the food. <laughs> <laughs> what food do you typically eat at Dragon um, Boat Festival? Usually the family makes, I think it's called Dongzu. So, it's like this sticky rice sort of thing, but it's wrapped in bamboo leaves um, <sighs> and it's filled with like rice, mung beans, um, some fatty pork. Depending on the region, it changes, but like mine's filled with fatty pork, um, some mushrooms and chestnuts, and it's just so good. I had wow. some today. <laughs> Aaron, have you heard about the Dragon Boat Festival? I've heard of it a couple of times in the past, but not really, but not exactly intrigued by what, looking at it, to be honest. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the reason we bring this up, though, is because there's been this dance performance by a Chinese dancer, her Hao Hao who went viral in China because her performance was all underwater as what? part of the country's Dragon Boat Festival celebrations. It's like two minutes long. Not sure how she did it, but it was like an interpretation of this ancient Chinese painting and poem called The Ode to Goddess of the Luo River. And it tells the story of this woman named Luo, who was the daughter of Fuxi, the creator of humanity. And in the story, unfortunately, Luo drowned in a river and became a goddess. And Celeste, I, I might have this wrong, but the Dragon Boat Festival, what are the origins do you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that it's a festival that I have it's in it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, no, I remember mentioning it last year, but I don't remember the origins, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, because I did a unit of Chinese last semester and we had a virtual like computer lab and one of these computer labs was about the dragon boat festival so we went around in this virtual world pretending to be at a dragon boat festival and 
had little info cards about what the Dragon Boat Festival is about. But now doing independent research, there seems to be multiple theories. Like it's full of sort of traditions and superstitions, maybe originating from like dragon worship, or it was an event on the sporting calendar, or a day of remembrance, a worship for Chu Yuan, who was like this patriotic poet who unfortunately drowned. There's a lot of unfortunate. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I remember that bit. That's the bit I remember. But mostly, I just see it as um, people racing in boats. (laughs) Yeah. Would any of you try dragon boat racing? I mean, I won't be good at it. <laughs> sure. I wonder if it's too different from canoeing. Like, or is that even harder than canoeing? It's or- a longer boat, so because you need a lot of people to row that. So it'd be similar to canoeing, but just longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I guess coming back to the dancer, would any of you be able to to do something like that? I think it looks like magnificent yeah that I also am a such a poor swimmer I <laughs> would most likely drown and I can only hold my breath for 30 seconds so yeah <laughs> no right. I don't want to do that sorry <laughs> <laughs> would love to watch it but nah, nah. yeah Would, wouldn't do it Aaron what about you I think we mentioned something about your fear of maybe it was deep sea but is this okay no I was, no I was afraid of flying oh flying ah oh, that's right boats boats was okay yeah, I wouldn't mind giving a shot, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, next time it's going to be like a, a a couple, a duet. That would be cool. What, me and the dancer? <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to see that. But how about you when it comes to holding your breath? Uh, I don't know how long I can hold, to be honest. I haven't, I haven't been in the pool all the sea, like probably, geez, probably like since the beginning of late years in high school, probably like year 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. I forgot. I probably forgot how to swim, to be honest. But, yeah, uh, I haven't been in water since probably before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be cool to try. We we should all just like go to the beach or a pool and then <laughs> try it. <laughs> Attempt. <laughs> yeah, the beach. I'm not gonna go. <laughs> Why not the beach? I thought the flying was the issue. What's wrong with the beach? I just don't like the beach. The sand. Sand oh. is coarse. It gets everywhere. No, I don't mind the sand. I just don't like going to the beach. Uh, Man, I wouldn't mind sitting down on the beach, but going in the beach, that's a different story. Okay. Okay. No, fair fair enough. Each their own. But anything else about the Dragon Boat Festival, Celeste, you typically do with your family? Um, No, I just pretty much eat the um, zongzi. That's about it. Mm. It's yeah, the only thing I care about. <laughs> <laughs> the food. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Any Filipino events is just yeah, the food. But if you've been to a Dragon Boat Festival, I know there's a few quite famous ones around China that, you know, pre-COVID times we could go to. But if you've been to one of them or have your own sort of traditions about Dragon Boat Festival or your thoughts on the dance if you've seen it, you can also give us a DM on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Asian Pop Nation, because that's always something that we would love to hear about. Yeah. Yo, this is Asian Pop Nation. The first song we played was Lava's Love Now. After that was BM Cards Broken Me. And the song you just heard was Brady Street's Lou Valentine. And something you often do for Valentine's is write poems. You know, roses are red, violets are blue. But ever since our game show night, some members of the team thought it would be fun if we wrote a little weekly tanka talking about some of the news of the week and some of the topics that we discussed. 
we forgot to do it last week, or I should say, I forgot to do it last week. So we'll start with what happened last week in the form of a tanka. So for those who don't know, tanka is a form of Japanese song or verse with like a five seven five seven seven syllable pattern. It's a bit like a haiku if you ever wrote those in school or for fun, but just a tad longer. So here goes: Lockdown lifts somewhat. Hong Kong mourns. Woman cuts ties. K-pop stars come back. Bittersweet end to our Kims, and the internet marries a virtual assistant. Now that was for last week. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should check out our podcast. It has a recording of all of our discussions from last week on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you stream your podcasts. But for this week, here is what we came up with. <clears throat> Tonight is quiet. Hosts had business to attend. So we talked movies, nicknames, and HTML, dragons, and underwater dance, games making us young again. Yeah, it was a bit of a quiet night. Not normally the usual four to five person party here on tonight's show, but hopefully, if you've been listening along to the show, you were able to connect all of the things we mentioned in that chunka back to our discussions. We'd also love to hear if you're interested in writing a tanka of what happened to you this week. You can send them through to us at Asian Pop Nation on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. But until then, here's a song by Little Glee Monster called "Kimi to Ireba." So we're just going to keep the music rolling here, Asian Pop Nation on Sin. <laughs> This is Asian Pop Nation. You just heard Park by Taichi Mukai featuring Clay Kapot and Rong Hyang. Before that was Ricky Bobby by Ray Ami, and the first song we played in that triple threat was Little Glee Monsters Kimi to Ireba. And you've reached the end of tonight's show. We really hope you enjoyed it. You can let us know what your thoughts were of the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching up Asian Pop Nation. Slide into our DMs. You can also let us know what song requests. You'd like us to play on next week's show. You can also find our previous discussions and any discussions you've missed from tonight's show on our podcast. You can find us wherever you stream your podcast. And if you're interested in joining the show and talking about Asian pop culture and music, if you absolutely love to gush about it, or if you're interested in learning more about it, you can actually. Join the team just by shooting us a message on our socials or sending us an email at asianpop@sin.org.au. That's our email there. But we're now going to play a song to close the show tonight, and that is We Eyes. Bye bye bye. Befitting, right? But this is Asian Pop Nation's executive producer Sonia. We hope to see you again next week. And on behalf of the APN team, Mataraisu. See you next week.